Hey everyone, and welcome back to RPG R&D. I am one of your hosts, Jess Geyer. I'm one half of Wannabe Games, and I write tabletop role-playing games. And I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Craig Campbell. Hello, Craig. Hello, I am Craig Campbell. I own Nerdburger Games, and I make tabletop role-playing games as well. And we have, uh, well, Jess, would you like to introduce our guest? Yeah, I always say that I'm one half of Wannabe Games, and we're here with the other half of Wannabe Games today. Hi, Alex. Hello, I'm the other half, and <laughs> I I like to think of myself as the mascot of Wannabe Games. That's my position. <laughs> um. Alex, tell us about yourself. Um, well, this is the second time I've been on this podcast, so I'll, I'll get into the deep dive stuff. Um, I'm allergic to shellfish. Uh, I really like the game Blitzball in the game Final Fantasy X and the Chow Garden in Sonic Adventure Battle 2. I guess I'm really into mini games lately is uh, the way I've been thinking about it. So I'm going to try to bring that energy today. I don't think it's lately. I think that that's just your obsession. You also love Mario Party, which is just mini games strung True. together um, with well, some it, RNG. That's it's not so much that I like Mario Party, which I do. It's that I was granted skills past what is normal. And when you're that good <laughs> at something, it's kind of like it feels bad to just stop doing it. <laughs> uh so last time we had Alex on, we made a tabletop game. We we designed a game. Well, we gave we designed the skeleton of a game from mm -hmm. from start to finish. We're gonna do that again. And Alex said that he has a randomization thing for us today. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> last time I believe we designed a game based on the last movie or media post that Craig had tweeted about. Um, <laughs> But I was worried Craig would remember that, so I've changed it up. And uh, this time we're actually gonna we're gonna start with you guys need to pick each a number one through sixty-two. Actually, zero. Sixty-two. No, one, one through sixty-two. Yes. One through sixty-two. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and you can do that at any time. <laughs> okay, forty-nine. Thirty-three. Okay. So. I actually I need to grab a calculator because those are if it was like seven I could do it in my head but uh so what we're gonna do is we're gonna find the movie that was the most popular today since 1960 because that's when this chart started charting this um, <laughs> we have 2009 for the 49 one and that is 17 <laughs> again so a a freaky Friday type is that the one with <laughs> Zac Efron I do not know, but is that sounds right? And then 93. 34. Oh, no. Indecent Proposals. Other one. <laughs> oh, no. Um, it is the one with Zach Efron. It has Zach Efron and Matthew Perry in it. So uh, I don't think we should do Indecent Proposal the game. So I'm going to check the Academy Award on that date. Never mind. None. It, that doesn't work on this website. Um, all right. Go to the next year. Yeah, yeah. do the next As year. As if I... <laughs> it's Basic Instinct, which is... <laughs> the same uh... movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, we really love the, the sexy movies in the yes. early 90s. <laughs> just give me something that's not 33. Let's try that. Because there's a lot of good ones on here, and I just don't want to... I'm, I'm not ready for a uh, sex thriller game right now. It's too 40, early. 42. Okay. I could I could have like put a low number in there, try to shoot for like a movie from the seventies or something. Yeah. Now that I know the rules, right. so this one is the Forbidden Kingdom, a movie I haven't seen. I don't know anything oh, about that movie. I I have seen this. It's uh, Jet Li and Jackie Chan in a movie, um, but it wasn't very good. Okay, hold on. So we're gonna blend seventeen again. <laughs> With the Forbidden Kingdom, which I have seen, and it is good, so shut up. Uh <laughs> I mean, for I will say for a Jet Li or a Jackie Chan movie, it is mid. Um, it's just like um, okay, it's not mid. I really do actually like this movie, The Forbidden <laughs> Kingdom. Um so it is set up to be like a, a movie where it's retelling some of like the 
the old Chinese mythology movies, but I think if we just like took it to like a like a mythological fighting kind of idea, like there's sorcerers and like big battles and magic in this movie, um, I think that we could easily um, do <laughs> do something like that in the vein of Jackie Chan um, and Jet Li. Um, and are we blending that with 17 again? Is that what we're doing? I think the, the best idea is to try to blend elements of them and see what comes up because just a 17 again movie or a game is, I mean, it's fine. I kind of like the idea of doing a, I'm going to keep calling it a Freaky Friday like. It is a Freaky Friday like, yeah. That, that's the only one I've seen, right? Uh, <laughs> I've also seen 17 again. Oh, wait. <laughs> I'm the only person who's seen both of these movies. And I, have I haven't seen... seen any of them. And that includes Freaky Friday. I know what it's about, but I you haven't seen, seen it. You haven't seen Freaky Friday? No, I've seen Freak, the horror movie spin on that from a couple of years ago where the teenager, the teenage girl and the killer switch bodies. Yeah, it's like the same idea. <laughs> There's except, also except people don't get murdered. Alex, what's the Adams what's the Happy Gilmore one with the um chick. the the hot chick? There's also that. <laughs> Right. Um, well, it's a generational body switching movie, right? So, like a body, a body switching movie where you switch with somebody that you don't get along with, or that you'd be opposites with, combined with some sort of like grand adventure. Like, it's like a, Here, it's I, a grand adventure with 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 fighting and 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 magic. That's all I'm, that. That's all the Forbidden Kingdom is. I'll I'll read the the tagline. Um. A discovery made by a kung fu obsessed American teen sends him on an adventure to China, where he joins up with a band of martial arts warriors in order to free the imprisoned mon- monkey king. So, God, this movie just was horrible. Um, by the way, it is it is a <laughs> god awful movie. Uh, I love bad movies. You know yeah. this. Oh, man. <laughs> I forgot um... <laughs> about the like that part of it, and that does make it significantly worse. Uh. Um, Okay, so how about a like like Jess was saying, keep it broad. Let's we don't have to necessarily pin it down yeah. to um, you know martial arts and sorcery and and, and you know Eastern um, sorcery type stuff. It can be just adventure movie mm-hmm. quest, adventure quest movie with with fighting and magic, but with a generational um, twist. With yeah. a generational I, body switching twist. Could I throw in like another word in there to kind of like maybe get the brain rolling? Isekai. Do you know what isekai is? Nope. It, that isekai. is one more. Th- one more thing I don't know anything about. Isekai is. I've heard a, the word. It's a type of story popular in a lot of anime where a regular everyday person in the modern world gets put into a fantasy world or some sort of some sort of world beyond like like magical or like super scientific um often happens like if someone gets their brain uploaded into a computer and now suddenly they're in their computer world instead and they're trying to get out or they're like having adventures in it cuz that's kind of what the forbidden kingdom is like cuz it's like a kid from boston going <laughs> going to this magical world um but um i i think that there's a lot of elements in, in similarity with with isekai and then like the kind of genre of movie that the forbidden kingdom is because the forbid again the forbidden kingdom has a lot of those fantasy elements like those typical like almost like princess bridey elements into it um along with the fish out of water kind of trope yeah and i think one of the one of the better elements from the forbidden kingdom is the like idea that they found they find an object that brings them into it, which ties well with uh, Freaky Friday stuff, which is uh, trying to think of the best way to say it. Like, they always find a cursed item that causes everything. <laughs> like, well, I... sometimes there's a lightning strike. Okay, or a lightning strike. Uh, <laughs> but, like, I think that could tie the two ideas together of, like, in the game, you're looking for a MacGuffin because it has, it has flipped you and someone else, maybe. Or even just given you the powers or sent you to the place. Oh, my gosh. Okay. 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 
what if this is some sort of two-player game? I don't know if there's a GM involved, but it's some sort of two-player game, or maybe more, where, like, a really powerful person from this land switches bodies with a, a teenager from Wisconsin, uh, and they are trying because now you have a, some completely incompetent person in a very confident person's body and then a really confident person in someone who like is super weak. I think that that would be really fun. I would want to play a game like that, at least as a one shot. I think it would be kind of fun to to explore in. <laughs> huh. OK, I, I'm going to build on that idea, <laughs> which is I don't know about two player. But if if we think of it as two worlds and we go uh, Narnia-esque of, uh, like, there's a problem to be solved in the fantasy world and there's a problem to be solved in the real world. Um, probably the real world one is less high stakes. The fantasy one's probably extremely high stakes. And you can switch your competent and incompetent person at a certain interval and whether there's teams or different people wanting to do stuff, you are trying to play both stories at once like that, knowing if I'm if I'm me in the fantasy place, I'm incompetent. I don't actually want that to happen. But maybe the other me is competent but doesn't want it to happen, like that type of thing. I don't know. It's it's kind of I'm already confused by what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm getting confused in how we're going to talk about this, <laughs> where we're how we're going to refer to the different characters from the different worlds. Where I'll like you, okay, you're the person from the real world, but you're now in the body of the person in the fantasy world. So mm. let, let's maybe let's maybe scale this back to one thing, like the yeah. what's the hook, rather than trying to bounce back and forth between the two. Because don't get me wrong, I love the yeah. never-ending story just as much as the next guy, um, or or person in general. Um, I love. You know the fact that Atreyu is having a having having a story, and Bastion is having a story at the time at, at the same time, and that ultimately Bastion's story is important to Atreyu's story, um, and the tie-in from that. But <laughs> that's hard. I like I'm that's a specific story, but just like and, mm. just I'm 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 having a hard time figuring out how we're going to talk about it here, um, where we maybe it's you know we we're looking more at the idea of like somebody from our world thrust into this fantastical world in a um in a powerful person's role whereas in this world they are a regular person um because it's the real world and it's mundane and there isn't magic and you know sword play and all this stuff unless you go you know like somebody assuming we're dealing with modern day people um and so they can like it almost becomes connecticut yankee and king other king arthur's court kind of Mm -hmm. stuff where they can use some of their modern knowledge but they're also then imbued with the ability of this powerful um, person in this fantasy world. And that could easily play as a single player game or as a multiplayer game, because you could have a the multiple people from this world get thrust into, you know, this important this this group, you know, the bodies of these these important people. But also let's add in like the important the it's the world that they're going into. We're going to just call it real world and fantasy world, right? We're not going to necessarily world build the whole thing right now. Um, The people that they're taking the place of in fantasy world are important and they have reputations and they have a history. And so, and it's fiction to the people in the real world. So the people in the, the people coming from the real world in there know what these people, who these people are, the adventures they've gone on, the importance that they have to the world, their reputations, and they can't screw with that. So they have rules that they have to stick to. Like if you if you jump into the body of the, you know, the virtuous knight, you yeah. got to be a virtuous knight. But the kicker is, you know, it's the it's the scheming kid that gets dumped into the body of the virtuous knight. Mm. I feel like this is really or... similar to the last <laughs> game we did. Actually, it kind of is. It I, is. I, I wonder <laughs> if it's too similar because I was gonna say we could do it with. Uh, you could just do it with straight up movies of like you get dumped into this movie but you want to change one thing so you're trying to make sure the beats happen but also do other stuff and you have the skills of the characters but that is exactly quantum leap yeah we did that <laughs> we, we did quantum leap 
forgot that we did that last time until like I was like, I'm getting deja vu from what yeah, Craig is just... saying. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's kind of where. Okay, so what do we do? I think we have to roll again because Freaky Friday is way too close to Quantum Leap. Now that that's I realize, really it. true. Um, I new numbers. I think that's sure twelve. Right. Okay, and I'll go on the opposite scale. I will go with fifty. All right, twelve and fifty. So we have. I can't believe we we quantum leaped ourselves again. <laughs> All right, this one. Is Sounds like there's a game that we really need to make because we yeah. clearly are really hung up on this idea. We want to do that one. <laughs> so Craig has gotten The Godfather. Okay, here we go. That's very different. And Jess has gotten Kick-Ass. <laughs> I, I wrote that game. Superpowered Gangsters. <laughs> yeah, you did. Um, yeah, so <laughs> kind of modern capers. All right, so we got to do it without capers. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Well, yeah, well. We can keep it kind of rules light and, yeah. you know. I'm going to reveal something about myself. I've never seen The Godfather. I don't even know what it's about. I mean, you get it already. I don't, though. I have no idea what the plot is. It's, you know, just some some guys. That's it. <laughs> it's just some guys. Some, some guys. You know, The Godfather. Um. um okay. Nope. Nope. I got it. I got it. Super uh, superheroes combined with The Godfather. The Godfather is really about um, Don Corleone not wanting his son, Michael, to take over the business mm. at its core. And ultimately, everything that happens in the story forces Michael to take over the business and become the new Godfather. Um, so we're looking at a game where it's supers, but the the parents, the super parents don't want the kid to go down the superhero road because of the toll that it will take on them, all the things that they will lose, all the things that all the responsibilities that they have to take on, all the things that they need to deal with. And then you're going to be playing the super super powered but young and inexperienced kid who um is torn between upholding the the super heroic legacy of your parent, of your super parent, um, or you know, like doing your own thing and and heeding the wishes of your parents who want you to find your own way yeah that actually like plays that. well with kick-ass or maybe the the sequel i can't remember which one's which because there is a character <laughs> who is a gangster's son yeah he's is, he's hung up on like how yeah. he relates to his father and yeah so that that fits in thematically with that as well also the incredibles <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um okay well what let's let's talk about like the thematic tropes that we would want to touch on in this game now that we have something very different from quantum leap sure um you know being put the the you know the the your your protagonist here your your characters are being put into position put into position where they they have the capability of doing the thing that their parents can do um but the parent really, really, really doesn't want them to do it. So they have to be, they need to be put into the position of they could overcome this challenge by using their super abilities, or they could do it the hard way mm -hmm. um, and, and satisfy their parents' wishes and not just, you know, rely on the superpower to get the thing done. Um, so you could almost have like um, a risk reward of like, you know, there's like, there's, there's great benefit to be had from mechanically from, um, taking on the difficult task of, of trying to accomplish whatever it is, whatever we have to figure out what the goals of the characters are, you know, what do the characters yeah. do in the story? But then, you know, like they could just go and like pop off with mind control and just make somebody do something for them. Or you could have to be like, I have to get to know this person and try to, you know, work, talk to them and and help, in, you know, and get them to a certain place socially. Like you have to have engage in a social, uh, social combat, social back and forth of trying to, uh, you know, to help them with whatever it is that you're trying to help rather than just going in there and superpowering their brain and saying, here's, here's, yeah. how, here's how you fix it. Um, so the, I guess the question ultimately is like, what do we need? What do the characters do in this world? What are the stories really right. about? What are the stories about? Um, and what are the stories really about? One thing I, I was just thinking about is in kick-ass, they don't actually have powers though, right? No, they don't. Fact, they're, they're all just slightly more uh kick-ass is basically invulnerable oh yeah okay 
Yeah. Yeah. He gets, he's like, really the, he's the only superhero. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, so, there's Nicholas Cage's character is the Batman analog and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and that little girl, head girl is just, head girl yeah. is super skilled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, yeah, it's not flying, but it is super competency. Yeah. I think. I, I think it's fine if we yeah. have like traditional superpowers. I think that's kind of more fun in a lot of ways too. We don't yeah. have to worry about. And I think like Craig, what Craig was saying, I, I'm picturing already like these two sides of a character and possibly two tracks that they can move along to upgrade their characters. But like Craig was Craig was saying, what is the game about? What it's really about? So what the game's about is about young super powered people um living up to or not living up to a legacy. Um so I, I think what might be interesting in that is well, if there is two sides and it is so you are a group of young supers, whether you want to be or not. And I think half their parents do want them to uphold it and half don't. I think that kind of adds a little bit more uh, difference in the story, because if if everyone says we don't want you to do this, but the characters do, I see them doing it in the end. Well, uh, most Could it time. be a story that's really about the cycle of generational trauma? Is oh. that too dark for our podcast, Craig? <laughs> uh, no, but um, that that starts to get that because that's that starts to get very thinky to mm, yeah. uh, to work out in a half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's what it's really about. But working on the the kind of parts around it is another thing. Well, I like I like Alex's idea of making it about you know you've got half the characters have want to follow the parents' footsteps and the other half don't. These characters are very close. They're bonded. They're you know like will it tear the group apart or will they all go one direction? Will they all go the other direction? And it takes the dichotomy. It takes the 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 internal struggle of a character and puts it into two groups of voices like you've got these characters that are going to be trying to convince the other ones to do things their way so it creates conflict within the group and then there's conflict that they're trying to overcome as a group well you're also going to have like oh my parent wants me to become a superhero and i want that too i want to live up to what my dad wants or like they they want me to become a superhero i don't or they don't want me to and i also don't or they don't want me to and i do like we could Mm -hmm. you could have it on like they're like really four different kind of directions this group could be pulled. And I think that that could lead to a lot of good. I I like the idea of possibly having some, I don't know whether it should be um, actually ingrained in the system at this point. Um, But if we really did want to explore the group dynamic of these, of these people, um, that wouldn't be opposed to that. Yeah, I think um, on that, trying to figure out the kind of small arc and big arc of the game makes sense. Um, Because I think what makes sense to me is you do put a threat to both them and their parents in the thing. And it will be easier or more simple, I think, for them to just go supers and try to fight it but they could try to find a way around it. Um, And I think that's the kind of arc we'd want to go on is putting the things they love in danger in order to goad them into action um, and give different sides fuel. That's really like the superhero trope in general. Is there anything that we could pull from the Godfather that might like flesh that out better? Because again, I haven't, I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah. uh. um, yes. I'm trying to think what the... <laughs> that's like a... That's a 20-hour movie in my mind. Um, so I'm trying to think of different, like, exact beats. Um, well, you could take it... You know, you could you could build your archetypal characters. Like, if this is a, a, a game that is built out of playbooks or kind of focused character types where you've got, you know... Um, like the 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 essentially the four there's there's three 
legitimate like actual birth sons uh you know uh, blood blood relative sons and then there's the the fourth son that um don corleone has and so michael is the one that doesn't want to be you know doesn't want to be part of it but kind of gets forced to he's the one who's all for being doing everything that the dad is but he doesn't have the temperament to become he's the hothead you know he doesn't have the temperament to be what uh what he needs to be um like the, the there's the, the fuck up <laughs> like he's he like fredo's good for certain jobs and certain things but like he can't obviously be you know in charge of anything and then um uh 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 uh, uh crap i'm blanking on his name the <laughs> um his 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 uh uh Michael, Sonny, and Fredo, or are you talking about Don Vito? Or is there another person? <laughs> Who am I thinking of here? This sounds like succession to me. I'm just going to replace <laughs> well, this with succession. There, there are right archetypes. Um, so that makes me think what would be fun is a the idea within this. Um, that every supers team Tom has... Hagen Tom Hagen he's the conciliary he's he's like he's 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 smart but he's not he's not related he's not blood family so he can never be the don yeah. but he would be the best don <laughs> like he would he would absolutely be very good at it um, um i think having a group dynamic dynamic where in action there is a leader um and that can change, but right now they know when they're in danger, they have to listen to this one person and they'll deal with it afterwards would be an interesting kind of dynamic. Because um, I'm thinking this is a lot more gritty than most super things because we're in Kick-Ass and Godfather. It's got to yeah. be a little gritty. And I think um, that maybe the focus of the game isn't so much about like any, like you're not fight. The, I don't think the fighting and the combat is necessarily what the center of the game is, but more of like the organizational dynamics. Yeah, I think as long as no one's betraying anybody, you will win the fights, basically. So maybe a lot of this is um, kind of power broker, hiding your hand type stuff where everyone's going into it. They all have a uh, thing they have to do in this little dynamic and maybe if you want you can slip in you know your uh, your uh, I'm actually purposely kind of pulling my punches here to add pressure to the other people but maybe I won't say I am um, so that when you get the results of the thing back people are like oh yeah I got injured on that and I don't know why, but someone didn't do their job. And then you have to discuss that. That could kind of be an interesting way about it. Yeah. Like the aftermath of the fight, whereas the fight itself isn't necessarily like narrated as much as it would be. Yeah. And then if everyone pulls their punches, someone dies would be <laughs> a brutal, but <laughs> interesting way to go about it. Cause I yeah. think that fits into both, both the themes really well is like, can you trust your team to have your back for this stuff? Yeah. And if everyone's trying their hardest, there would also be some sort of I think it makes the leader look really good. Mm. And they, they gain more power. And the leader might be trying to like really make deals with the individual players of like, I know you want to get out. Give me a few. Just get me to this point, make sure I'm leader, and I'll make sure you're out. Like that type of deal making. And they can all kind of discuss it with each other. That that could be fun. <laughs> that feels very very gangstery too. I also love the the superheroes are also gangsters kind of trope is is very not not exactly capers. I mean like that superheroes. In, are in bad. capers in capers, capers, I feel like the gangs the, the gangsters are also superheroes. Yes. But in this, the, the superheroes are also gangsters. I feel like there is a difference there. Yeah. Yeah. That was a deciding factor. That was that was like changed my entire approach to capers was when I realized it wasn't a supers game, it was a gangsters game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where Which the is gangsters happen to have superpowers. Yeah. <laughs> And that's that's definitely I, I also wanted to like I'm trying because I know Capers has all of this and I'm also like trying to avoid the the 
drama of masks as well, because masks has a lot of similar themes that we're talking about. And I don't want to just like, <laughs> yeah, not that we're gonna publish this game or anything, <laughs> but I don't want to like, uh, yeah, do that's been I don't done wanna... better. It would be really easy for us to say, and then we'll use Caper's uh, idea for this. Because <laughs> I was thinking, oh, this is this is this is a this is a yeah, that's fine. Yeah. We can we can borrow and piece together like yeah. something yeah. that it might feel a little bit like some things and a little bit like some things, and yeah. like this is this is a this is a thought exercise more than anything. Because yeah. I was thinking, what I think might be fun for this type of thing is uh, say say i'm a a brawler is my like supers type my job is going to go in and just beat up the guards at a place we are if we're if we're using say a, a deck of cards as our thing we could do a dice pool too but deck of cards i'm given five cards for this because i'm a brawler i get a bunch of cards and then i can choose am i going to put in the five i got and kind of mail it in but maybe not a hundred percent or am i going to use the ace and make sure everyone looks good and definitely beat out the that like however hard difficult that is and i think that could be an interesting way to do it you could also just do it with dice pools it just it's harder to hide dice yeah pools. no i'm uh, i mean i'm good with the cards thing i think the cards you know playing cards are very versatile if you assign um you could assign, you know, assign some things to the different um, value, you know, the different pip values and face uh, cards, um, and what they might mean in the game. But you could also just use, you know, high versus low, and like, like, like Alex saying, like, like if you're going to have the showdown, that's going to, um, like, if you're playing the 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 leader type who's going to, in the showdown, have the the verbal tete-a-tete with the with the supervillain that's ultimately going to lead them to make the mistake that's fatal that will they will and this is how we'll catch them um you can you know like now like i said you can half-ass that and like like okay you defeat them because that's what the game is about the heroes are going to win but they escape and so like now there's conflict within the group because why did you let that happen Mm -hmm. like you could have we could have you know put this villain in the supervillain prison Um, but you let this happen. You didn't bring your all to it. Um, and they have their motivation for why they're doing it. And maybe they're doing it because they made a deal with the brawler who wants to be the leader who never gets a chance to lead. So the brawler's like, you know, you you throw that. I get a chance oh. to step up. And so it, it becomes a lot of like like you were talking about where it's um, you're power brokering with each other. And that's what the game is actually really built around. And uh Nobody knows what anybody else is going to do in the action sequence because everybody bids their card face down. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, and then reveals like, you know, everybody's yeah. got their, here's my, here's yeah. my job. When I flip this card, this is how I do at that job. I do wonder also. So I think a, this makes sense as a GM list game because you could just have a few tables to roll up what you're going up against. Um, there's no reason really for a GM to handle I, that i also think a jamless game allows for a lot more like role-playing drama you you're allowed to like i don't know there's no one like kind of leading the story along it's everyone together so everyone gets to decide together like how much time are we going to spend arguing about yeah well le- the leader in this case would have final say and mm-hmm. then they they have a fun reason to kind of lean into being a little bit mean because they want someone to challenge them type thing uh and then yeah, I think with the the whole idea of doing little missions too, you could have a uh, a kind of building total. So if you and and maybe you want to just defame uh, the leader and kind of give them a hard time, and the leader always is the person who fights the final guy because that's the big climactic superhero fight or whatever, however they want to deal with it. But on the way there, say you're only if you play an eight against a 10, you're only giving them a slight problem. But if everyone does that and say like 10 is the amount, like the danger level, if they are now at the end of their game down 10 points, they actually might die in that fight instead of just losing it pretty badly. Something like that could be interesting to see. And I no. like having, 
I like having this all built off of you've got a hand of cards that you're keeping secret too. So you're, and you're picking from that mm-hmm. spread of cards. So, you know, why did you put the seven down? Well, was it because that's the best card you got? Yeah. Or the second best you were saving yeah. one, but that was the only, that was the second best one. You, or did you put it down there because you just wanted to kind of tank the thing for your own purposes? Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the GM list thing works well with all of this because like Jess is saying, like it's all like this, this game is going to live and breathe on, the character, the, the inter-party, intra-party conflict. I want to go... Arguing with one another and, and playing against one another. I want to go back to our initial premise because we were talking about like some of your superhero parents don't want you to do this. Some some don't, some do. What if we kind of change that? You are all, you are all like, you're like the Teen Titans. You're like the the mini Justice League or whatever. And you had us, you have a superhero leader who is looking to pass the torch wants you to all do good. Some of you don't like, you can decide that. Like, I think having like a clear, like, this is what you're meant to do idea um, would give everyone a purpose to be fighting instead of just being like, well, I didn't want to do this in the first place. And also they don't want me to do this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, like, what if, what if you're just, what if you're known and that's it? So I believe everyone in the Teen Titans is a known entity. So you can't really, you can say I'm going to quit and then I will just be Beast Boy uh, living in New York. (laughs) Everyone will know who you are and it puts you at danger and it puts those around you at danger. And you can say you're walking away, but can you really is, I think, a... Mm -hmm interesting way to go about that instead of what i was kind of thinking of before which is no i'm wearing a mask no one actually knows who i am i could walk away mm-hmm. being public facing and having famous parents with all that baggage is yeah i don't know if you could leave well the the, the game could go so far as to leave that reasoning like whether or not you have a secret identity who has a secret identity who doesn't um, why your why some people want to stay in, why some people want to get out. Like you could build into the game, like there's you know, 10 different ways that that could play. And you could just like every time you play, you can just play a different version. Like we've got the parents that we're trying to do. We have the thing where we're all none of us have super ident- uh, secret identities. So we we ha- you know, if somebody chooses to to walk away, they're making a very you know a decision that's going to have very specific repercussions. Um, if you've got characters that do have secret identities, they can walk away, but the pe- the ones who don't are jealous because as much as they would like to walk away, they know they can't mm-hmm. because yeah. I'm I'm Beast Boy and I look like Beast Boy and I will always look like Beast Boy. Um, and, the, and, you know, so you get a lot of different dynamics that can come out of it based on um, like why they're they're struggling to do that thing and what they're, you know, whether they want in or out and whether they can reasonably leave or not. There's also, uh, there, there's some cool ideas in there of like, I want to leave, I could leave, but I need, and then you roll on the table say, and it's like, I need a certain amount of money to get out because I did not pass high school because I've been uh, Robin my entire life. Like I never went to school. I don't really, I can't really get a normal job. All I know um, is acrobatics and fight. That's all yeah. I know. And I don't uh, want to be a trapeze artist. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't want to go to the circus. Circuses well, uh, are so passe now. Didn't his parents <laughs> die in a trapeze accident? I think. So, I think so. That's, so. that's true. In, in some of the in some of the versions, yeah. In the in the goofiest world, um, mm-hmm. they went without a net. Um, <laughs> but like having something like that, or like they have they know who I am in here, and I don't trust them, so I need to be leader get access to the computer, delete their files on me, and then I'll walk away. Like, having a sub-goal for the people who don't want to be there, but they're not saying, I don't want to do this. They're hiding it because, um, you know, people with the ability to, you know, punch a car in half are inherently dangerous, no matter how much they like pretending to be good or are good, um, because emotions will run high when you walk away from that. Especially if you're raised with these people. I think that's a, a interesting take of they have a secret thing that would let them leave. And you kind of can reveal that at the end of play. Kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Umbrella Academy in a lot of ways, too. Mm-hmm. Like, 
Yeah. If you want to get I, more, I think I think this stuff. I think this game idea lives very much in those little nuances for each mm-hmm. of the characters and how like you could have a character who like wants to stay in it, but they secretly only want to stay in it because they just they don't want the the super team to disappear entirely. They want to just hold, they're going to bear the torch for a little while until somebody else comes along. Yeah. And or they just, they're, they feel a responsibility to make sure this, this, this super team that's in this, you know, city is always there. And so I'll suck it up and do this until somebody better. And then I'm, and then I'm going to walk away or like, and we, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go live on Mars. Like, <laughs> yeah. Or we barely get out of these fights as a team of four. If we're a team of three, all of my friends are going to die. Like if yeah. I leave, they're screwed. Um, yeah. You could have a so great, much. just a great list of all these different yeah. nuances to play yeah. to your character. Um, and then it becomes, the game becomes almost like entirely just role-playing and, and parlaying off of each other and bargaining. And you, and maybe you have to have like when your character's built, you have to have, um, you know, certain precepts about your character. Like these are set in stone. These cannot change. No matter what anybody else does or says, no matter what interactions I have with these other groups, this is always how I'm, what I'm shooting for. This is, this is always part of me. But then there are other ones that might change like based on like, like if, if, you know, enough bad things happen to us, I might change my mind about something. And so I've got these, just basically the character is almost entirely like a series of guiding principles, some of which are set in stone and some of which are malleable under certain circumstances. And you can like, I, we can, I can, and then whatever, however you work with the mechanics, it can be like, well, I can change this, this particular one. If we all get our ass kicked hard enough, mm-hmm. like, cause that'll make me f- afraid for my life. Um, so what I'll if- change my, I'll change my opinion on that. And so there's like all these little, just little mechanical tweaks like all these little like think of it like a whole series of little little buttons and dials yeah and i i think each encounter could have its own reward that you could randomly like just like figure out as a group maybe through a card flip in a table like oh the reward for winning here's the reward for winning this one here's the consequence for losing like you could have that and then some things like if this if you need the money to get out this one has a reward for money. You're going to try harder mm-hmm. than it is than you would if the reward is public adoration, which you don't want as a character. Right. Well, yeah. but if you're the if you're the character who wants very badly for the super team to lead the super team and to stick with the super team, you want notoriety and reputation. Whereas if you're yeah. the character who wants to be able to walk away, you don't want to win the the fights yeah. where you're going to gain notoriety and reputation. Exactly. Because it will it will make it will make the team even if you've got a super secret identity, you can walk away. But if the team as a group is if all of you and the team have such a high reputation, it's going to make like investigative reporters come looking for you mm-hmm. if you disappear because Ooh, yeah. you're so well known and everything so that like now you've got two characters that have very different feelings about whether or not they want to pursue a particular um you know defeating a particular villain because they know if we win this it's going to like make this team more well known internationally or even cosmically that's fun. what if so I think what would look work really well for that idea is like whatever we're card flipping, we know this encounter has 50 points of like how much we need to do to win. For every point below or above, you're either adding notoriety in a bad sense, like, oh, they're kind of incompetent fools. Let's talk about them on the news. Or look how great these people are. They're the next saviors, and they're also going to be on the news so you start getting notoriety. So there is, for for certain people, they just go, I want to do this competently because I don't want to be exposed. And if everyone starts masked, I think there is a level of, like, you could accidentally, by being too good or too bad, r- unveil yourself. Or if individually you do too good or too bad, you're going to get notoriety. So it's another kind of meta game you're trying to... Uh, parlay with (laughs) i don't i don't think that necessarily that has to be tracked separately i think that you could have some tables like here's a table of success consequences here's a table of failure consequences and you could get into a fight where the the consequence of success is notoriety and the consequence of failure is also notoriety this is just going to be a huge fight Mm -hmm. um and then it doesn't really matter um i i think that and it could be like with card flipping, I'm playing Apothecaria right now, and like the 
the it, you use a deck of cards for that game, and I thought, oh, I'd cycle through some of the of these uh, events so quickly, blah blah blah. No, you <laughs> you don't cycle through them quickly at all. Um, and you could make do with a very short list of just twelve things and get a lot out of it. Um. So, I agree, and I think because we're coming in close then, I want to try two things, which is one, let's just try to list down some of the things we'd have on this character sheet um, or, yeah, play sheet of, like, core things we think would be really good for this. Obviously, there's whatever power you got. Um, I like I the idea. Oh, I don't think that matters as much. I think that that can just be a narrative. Yeah, but it has to be listed. That yeah. is, if if I'm just a superhero, no powers described, not fun. I yeah. need to I need to know my powers. Yeah. Well, here's here's the thing too, like gaining another gaining another power like a lot of superheroes never really gain new powers. They might sometimes they become better at the things that they do, but they don't necessarily gain new powers. You could have the game built that like one of the outcomes of of the fight or the yeah. you know the, the fight that you get into is somebody somebody randomly determines somebody in the group randomly gains another power yeah and you might have built into your character sheet like i'm 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 looking to get out of this um because i have this minor power that is easily concealable and now i've suddenly gained a really difficult to conceal power off of this list and that is one of the things that allows me to change one of my malleable precepts like one of the things about me now i can now i can change that so like my character can change halfway through because like suddenly i've got like i'm a different person what if those are tied into something special you can do with your deck or your hand like i have this power and that allows me to go through the deck get a card that i want and put it in my hand or like i have the i have the ability to add two cards at, at some point or like you could have this maybe be we'd have to talk about this longer, but maybe they yeah. are tied. Maybe the powers are tied to something mechanical. I think that would be fun. It adds a little flavor. Yeah. Um. Then we'd have our aspirations. Why we're in, or like why why you're in the group. Maybe everyone knows that. The why you want out, or if you want out, it's probably hidden. Mm-hmm. Um. And then what other things would we want to know about our characters? Like. There was the the thought I had of like if something significant, you know, the the a list of life changers. Like, you know, if mm-hmm. if one of like here's here's a big list of things and you gotta pick two of them to put on your character sheet. That if one of these big kind of life-changing events or things happens to you, that triggers you to be able to have, you know, or maybe have to. Maybe like you you have to make a change to one of these other things about your character. Your character you have to decide, okay, my character no longer wants out, they want to stay in. Um, or my character gains a different power, gets transformed, you know, like like rogue sucks all the yeah. power out of me and I gain somebody else's power or manifest something else. You know, like th- there could be ways to like allow your character to evolve in different ways. So there needs to be something, some list of triggers that will cause you to be able to shift because then like if you're playing a campaign or even in one session, you like, you, you could literally have everybody's kind of, here's the four characters. They're all kind of, they have their, they're all defined and we play along and we play a couple of, uh, role plays and we play a couple of combats where we resolve these things and everybody starts to figure out what everybody's all about mm-hmm. well the conflict's gone like everybody knows what everybody else is all about except for like maybe one or two secrets that people are keeping but if there's something that can cause you to change in the middle of all of it because that always throws you know that that happens in in character drama all the time where somebody something happens that completely changes somebody's mind and they decide to go a different direction from what they were like. That's, that's the definition of character growth in, in yeah. many stories yeah. is the character is one way and then something happens to them. And now they are a different person. Oh, you can even have a, uh, just a, a card that is your uh, kryptonite that if you ever pull something very bad happens to you. Just you know, <laughs> Ooh. Like, yeah. If, if I get the five of hearts, I have to play it and everything's about to go to shit. That's fun. <laughs> I like that. That 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 screams Joker at me. If you oh, yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> you need Jokers in the deck, obviously. Yeah, yeah. that uh, <laughs> that screams Jokers. Like if you if you uh, draw the Joker, mm-hmm. that's, you ha- that's you have to use it. 
and and you always have five cards in your hand. So when, or three, maybe let's say you've always got three cards in your hand. So when you go into a fight, you've got one of three cards you can pick from. Maybe they're all low that you're going to be kind of stuck mm-hmm. sucking at something. So you play one of the low ones to get rid of it. And then for the next fight, you draw another card in your hand. And if it's the Joker, you have to play it. Something has mm-hmm. to go right mm-hmm. in the toilet with your character. Ooh, would you think would the Frito character draw like one card, whereas the Sunny gets like four? Do you think that might be an inch based on like how good your powers are? Yeah, I, I think that you could that could even be like within the consequences table, like you only get to draw, you only have a hand of this size now, or you get an extra card in your hand. Like, I think that you could add some special abilities within them. Um, the different the different archetypes yeah. could could have mm-hmm. um, different, uh, different card, you know, different hand sizes, you know, it might yeah. may, it may not vary more than like, you know, it's two to four. You know, it's just a, you know, you've always got a choice, but there's some people that have a little better choice. The psychic and, and can, that can draw And that two, can go up one. or now. Yeah. And that Ooh. can go up or down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and finally, what are we going <laughs> to name this little game? Do we want to do e- each of us pick, say, either superhero or godfather <laughs> word and uh, <laughs> try to match them together? <laughs> And I'm going to go to the Godfather IMDb and look at the the See, little tags on it. And originally, think- when we were talking about this, I imagined like when we were talking about the idea of like wanting in or wanting out was like the huge, like the really big portion of the game, and uh, like whether you were going to use your powers or like you're or not going to use your powers. I was imagining it called power slash slash responsibility, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> um, I don't think that that fits with this game anymore. <laughs> <laughs> a, a superpower you can't refuse. I was thinking a power you can't actually. Refuse. That's really good. Yeah, that's the that's offer, it. That's that's the quintessential Godfather line. Is I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. That's it. What about a power? A power you can't. A power you can't refuse. Yes. Leave the powers. Take the cannoli. <laughs> <laughs> that's the comedy version. <laughs> I I feel like that's just an adventure that you could play in capers. <laughs> <laughs> That that's your next con game, uh, Craig. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no I, pa- I love a, that. A power you can't refuse. I love that. Actually, that's very yeah, good. Just got in one. Don't need another. Good job. That's normally <laughs> absolute. I think that's the hardest part of game design is coming up with a good name. But no, that's exactly what it what it is. Um, well, I'm, I'm just thinking to... of all the other great lines. Like you broke my heart, Fredo. <laughs> look, look how they massacred my boy. Yeah, that's all they're... I know. <laughs> wow. What they did to my boy. Uh, <laughs> I, I the think the kiss of death is from Godfather, right? Oh, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I need to see this movie. I've been meaning to see the Godfather tri- trilogy. It's a trilogy, right? You can just watch two. That's allowed too. You can just watch the first two. Oh, okay. Is the third <laughs> one bad? Is that why? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. It's not, it's not good. So <laughs> it completes I mean, the story. There's some, there's some interesting stuff, but it's, it's not nearly yeah, as good. That's too I mean, bad. Th- there are, there are many who will argue that it, uh, the Godfather is one of those where the sequel, the second movie is the is the better of the two like godfather 2 is better godfather is spectacular and godfather 2 is even better yeah they are they're long though yeah they are you gotta be ready (laughs) i i've i've come to turn we're not doing game design anymore i'm gonna gripe about uh movies (laughs) i if they're three hours long and they expect me to watch at home it's it's rough for me i really need to go to the theater where there's no distractions everything's three hours long now yeah we that's, just saw john wick friend. john wick chapter four the very Lo- long movie loved it Too didn't long. feel like it was that didn't feel like it was that long honestly they, they could have cut 45 minutes out though <laughs> a real and popcorn I, classic and i am i am an og lover of anything keanu reeves is and um i feel like i've been gaslit my entire life based on being bullied as a child for thinking or saying that's my favorite actor and now it's cool no, you've always been correct. Uh, Keanu Reeves always, always correct. Keanu, Keanu Reeves has always been a really great, really wonderful actor. He's had some stinker roles in stinker movies, but he's he's generally I never think, more than a couple at a time. Like he always bounce, he would always yeah. bounce back, even I'm if he also, had a couple stinkers. 
of the opinion underacting action roles is perfectly fine like just having a kind of dude there kind of <laughs> in speed just doing the thing and being like yeah this is a lot for me to handle <laughs> i'm <laughs> i like it it works for me and then and then that's why uh sandra bullock's doing so well over there she's doing all the acting this guy is just dry, uh, like trying to figure out how this bus bomb goes off that's a new that's a new game you have two characters one is a very heavily drama like i have there's like i'm going to act this is my thing and then you have the action person who is like very taciturn i i would play that one too i'd play that one too. but that's like that's a game for another time <laughs> or uh I've, I've I've toyed around with the idea of of a game where it's uh, every character archetype is a Keanu Reeves character archetype, and mm. so it's just it's just te- it's just Keanu Reeves characters teaming up with each other. Have you seen uh, <laughs> the infamous photo of uh, the Halloween that I made Keanu Ween once? <laughs> Don't believe so. So no. back back when I ran a bar, uh, I made a theme night once for Halloween where I made every employee dr- dress up like a different Keanu Reeves. Um, <laughs> I love it. And it was it was and this was after John Wick one, so like people weren't super on board yet, but everyone had a name type that said, Hello, my name is Keanu. I was uh <laughs> I was from Bill and Ted. There was a Constantine, there was a John Wick, there was a replacements, there was a like five <laughs> five other Johns or Jacks wearing pretty normal stuff. It was want, pretty great. You wanna know how unobservant I am? Um, I am a big fan of Bill and Ted. Uh, the the original the first movie the second movie is decent, but I I love Bill and Ted. Um, and it occurred to me this year that he calls himself Ted Theodore Logan, and when it's written, it is Ted with Theodore in quotes Logan, yeah. which is exactly the opposite of how you should do it. Theodore <laughs> with Ted in quotes Logan. Yeah, and it, it's like a whole other meta level to just how. I don't want to say stupid, but how he's a himbo. Simple how himbo. Yeah. How himbo Ted <laughs> is in that movie. He calls himself Ted Theodore Logan with Theodore in quotes. Never occurred to me. I uh, and I write. You, I make you money made this writing. occur to me just now. I, make, I didn't. I make money writing. <laughs> I write words to make money, and I just realized that in like the last year. Yeah. <laughs> fun f- fun fact. I proposed using the same uh, dialogue as Bill and Ted because I thought it was funny. It's true. I didn't understand it at first. I was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) What are you you going on about? (laughs) Good time. Uh, Well, Alex, thank you for making a game with us again. I'm glad we didn't do a quantum leap. I feel like this one was more interesting. I yes. didn't I wasn't like super on board at first with the concept of Godfather slash superheroes, but now I I'm I wanna I wanna do it now. <laughs> yeah, I'd play this. That, Where... that, does, that gives me the the like seal of approval is that I'm like if someone wanted to play this, I'd be in. So it's a good idea. <laughs> Where can people find you, Alex? Um on our website wannabegames.com i don't believe in social media anymore even though you do post and i i briefly considered going back and looking at one of your recent tweets to come up with the idea (laughs) (laughs) for uh for what we should do but i'm glad we went down this road yeah i i just i just post less now um and unless you know what the chow garden in sonic adventure battle 2 is i don't think any of my posts would help you recently Plus, you someone's very obscure, again. obscure posts. Yeah, Most, I don't. I I understand what you're talking about about 25 percent of the time. Actually, yeah, my, my last tweets were uh, Billy Joel's head, and me <laughs> tweeting Keanu Reeves should have played Duncan Idaho. Um, so that's, that's just the thing you were talking about. <laughs> you can also find my games at wannabegames.com, but you can also find me on Twitter and on Tumblr uh, at Joska. And on TikTok at Just Is Awful. 
And uh, you can find me at Nerdburger Craig on Twitter. And the games are all at uh, DriveThruRPG. The website is nerdburgergames.com. And you can go right now to Kickstarter and see what is light without dark, which is a supplement for good strong hands. And you can get the core game too um, for this any nominated uh, role playing game. And it's a purple book supplement. It's a purple book. Ooh, green and purple. Silver Sounds like purple. someone's the Joker. <laughs> I was I was thinking green from like the core book. The yeah, that's the, true. The two yeah. of them together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you to our opening and closing theme song, which is Avil by Steph Sachs, licensed under Creative Commons. Thank you, Steph Sachs, and thank all of you for listening. And we'll see you back here next time. Bye bye. Bye bye. See ya.